0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and...
1: It's mine! How's it going Lyle?
0: I'm going great. We've got Lawson here too.
1: I know, our live studio audience. (laughs) Thanks for Lawson. He's not
0: sitting in front of the microphone right now because he is...
1: Lounging on a beanbag on the floor, let's be honest. Yes. (laughs) He's lounging like a lizard.
0: And if you're wondering why that is, that's because we are not in our normal studio, we are at the Raymond Terrace Mission, um, where we will be broadcasting for the next couple of weeks, our uh, sadly last couple of weeks for the breakfast show, um, but that is, uh, we also have uh, Lawson and I doing a live um
1: Presentations in the evenings. Prophetic
0: ha- code presentations. Have Got they amazing. already started being broadcast? Four, up, of them, a- four of them have gone to air already. Ooh, nah.
1: If you were listening, give us a call and tell us what you thought about them. 1-800-FAITH-FM. I'd love to know what the listeners thought about your evening program, Lyle. you know, a morning presenter and an evening presenter. That's right. Radio. It's the first
0: time I've done evening it's radio. It's going to
1: become Lyle Radio. <laughs> Lyle, sorry. What are you grateful for this morning, Lyle?
0: Oh, I don't even know where to start. I'm grateful for so many things. Uh, let me start with date day. Date day, oh, oh. Let me uh, make that then. Double date day.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Very awesome, amazing. Um, Then um, the prophetic code
1: Uh is just
0: amazing to be a part of, Uh, and and have you know, great, great team member Lawson just you know smashed it out of the park last night. So night before Saturday night, whenever that was, (laughs) one night this. (laughs) Past few some
1: Some time in the previous days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All starting to blur together at the moment. Been kind of busy lately. So, yeah, I've got a list. I've I, There's a bunch of other things on my list as well. I don't even know where to start.
1: Amen. And, hey, if you guys have something that you're grateful for, give us a call and tell us what it is and we'll share it with everyone. It's a really great thing to be able to um, examine your life and, and and realize what it is you're grateful for that you do have something to be grateful for. Well, I'm really grateful. I to sound so geeky. I'm really grateful to drive over some bridges every morning now on my new route <laughs> to my new, route to Mon, my new that job. That is very geeky. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I don't like roller coasters and water slides or nothing. For me, the biggest thrill is like... Driving over bridges and through tunnels. (laughs) (laughs) But there's some really pretty ones on the way to this location. Your
0: your life is kind of lame, Mon.
1: Shut up, Wild Southwell. It is not. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. (laughs) Great show coming up for you today.
0: This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app.
1: So did you see that one of those bridges is like a double rainbow? It's like a double bridge. And you get to look at the other one as you drive past.
0: So cool. around
2: with hatred, blindness. Take a little time to reach for joy and wear a happy face. Sing a little bit when the days are dreary. Give a little help to a friend that's weary. That's the way to make the world a happy place. Love
0: the collingsworth family here on faith fm mon is about to kick off our day with our first clue for the first quiz of this week
1: yes it's, a it's new time, week Mon. time for our breakfast bible quiz everyone get your brains working Mm-mm-mm, let me just have a quick look uh, yeah, make sure it's hard producer enough. shell did we do this one last week at any point that one there We didn't, did we? I don't think we did. Okay, I'm going to do this one.
0: All right. All right. All
1: right. right. Who am I? Who Mm -hmm. am I? Uh This is, I'm saying moderately hard.
0: Okay, moderate.
1: When the king of Israel read the letter I had brought him, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life?
0: Okie dokie.
1: Lyle, you're so wrong. I love it how confidently you just wrote that down. You wrote that with such sassy aplomb I and did. yet you're so unbelievably wrong. I've never seen such bounce in your pen as you
0: wrote. I ah, know <laughs> what I did now. <laughs> I just realized what I
1: did. You <laughs> have to wait until the next clue before you it this again. Yeah, 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 which yeah, means yeah, yeah, all our listeners, you have a pocket <laughs> of time in which you can. <laughs> Get this right and get double prizes. Who am I? When the king of Israel read the letter I had brought him, he tore his robes and said, Oh my God, can I kill and bring back to life? I think I'll get confused with the person who brought the letter and the person who wrote the letter.
0: <laughs> uh, no, actually. Um, yeah, that's not the case. Okay. I'm not confused. This person neither brought it nor I think wrote it. The person that I wrote with... down is neither brought it nor, nor wrote it.
1: Okay, I don't know who wrote it. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, yeah, I do know you're correct. I do know who It wasn't that guy. But anyway, you're, you're, case so, case you're case. so confused you wrote down the wrong name. <laughs> and I'm very, very happy about that.
0: <laughs> uh, Got to make your day sometimes, Mon.
1: Oh, you do all the time. Brighten, Why? brighten
0: your uh, dull existence. My dull existence. Now look, just because
1: get... I like driving over bridges, all right? <laughs> and it's a pretty bridge, too, the one that we get.
0: You now, know, the one you look at on the way here is the prettier one. What do you mean? When you're driving here, the one you look at is prettier than the one that you're driving on you're driving on. yeah, that's
1: what makes it so cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know the one why
0: don't they build bridges like that anymore I
1: know right, and it's nice because the um, the water like and, the, and the and the and the the marshy sort of trees and stuff on the side it's actually really pretty it's really nice, and there's a second bridge as well they're both really nice, yeah do we go the same route
0: I guess okay Maybe we
1: okay. do. okay you look like you're about to say something
0: yeah, I'm not okay, I'm not I'm just um yeah. Multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, things could get dangerous. This could get real bad.
1: While attempting multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> I've done
0: this before successfully, once or twice. <laughs> In the
1: last... <laughs> what, 40 odd years that you've been alive? <laughs> something
0: like that. Mom, give us some positively different news this morning. Make, I have us, got make us happy. I've got positively different news, but I'm going to save it for my section.
1: Okay, okay. Well, good, because my positively good news has a bit of a slant on it this morning. It is educationally positively good news. So I'm going to be teaching you all about something today. And maybe you can contribute to Lyle. So this is really interesting. Um, you know how you have Alcoholics Anonymous? Um, so scientists have been studying you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and the people that go through it. And they've been discovering that grudge bearing is actually a huge, how um, do I don't want to say, like trigger for becoming alcoholic to begin with. And uh, And so they've decided to further delve into grudge bearing and how to let go of grudges And so they've applied the same principles that they use in Alcoholics Anonymous, um, to teach people how to let go of grudge bearing. Because apparently, it's a very similar, uh, sort of process that goes through a person's head when they're, when they keep abusing alcohol to how they keep abusing grudge bearing. It's almost like it's a drug in and of itself in what it does to your body. And I'm wondering, Lyle, whether or not you know anything about the Bible and what it says about grudge bearing. Um, because it's interesting, because these scientists have discovered that grudge bearing
0: can the Bible says ab- don't.
1: Yeah, I mean, very obviously, but it's very interesting because um, these scientists have that grudge bearing can absolutely steal your own joy. And they say that the old adage of um, g- bearing a grudge is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die, which is they said a hundred percent true in the uh, in the in the modern science results of what it does to your system, because it is a, it is a form of stress and it is extremely unhealthy. And they've actually come up with four core principles, four four steps that you can take to rid yourself of um, grudge bearing. It's incredible because one of them is actually quite religious, one of the steps. So this is really interesting. So I want to take you through the steps on how to stop bearing a grudge if you are harboring one. And the first step is write down who you're harboring the grudge against, the cause, how that grudge is affecting your life, and your part in harboring the grudge. This is critical. Cool. It's apparently the first step in finding release from the grudge. And it'll only work if you're willing to be absolutely fearlessly honest. So you like 100% honest with yourself. Can you
0: type it or you got to write it with a pen?
1: I don't think that really makes a difference. Oh, no, ah, written, written down on paper.
0: Okay, here, here, this yeah. There, written you go. Down I, think, paper. I think it's more effective if you write it on paper.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's only when you write it down that you can actually apparently clearly see how the grudge is robbing you of your joy. Um, so what they do is they have um, three columns. And uh, this isn't. This is they use it. They call these sober skills, and they use it in a sober skills program. Um. So you you if t- your first column is titled resentment resentments. So you name the individual, or the institution you're angry at. Uh, in the second column, you you title it cause, uh, which is write down the harm or the injustice that legitimately caused your resentment. The third column, this is interesting, is called affected areas of my life. And so in this column, you list seven categories. Um, and they are the following pride, which is how does this, this resentment affect how others see me. Um personal relations, how does this resentment affect how I treat others? Self-esteem, how does this resentment see how I affect how I see myself? Security, how does this resentment affect my physical well-being and my emotional well-being? That's a huge one apparently. Ambition, how does this is resentment affect what I want? pocket uh, pocketbook, how does this resentment affect my financial well-being, which is a surprise one for a lot of people? And sexual relations, how does this resentment affect um, my sense of sexual identity and my relationships in a you know, courtship kind of uh, situation? And so under each category, you have to honestly answer those questions. Um, and apparently, it's just staggering. Like if you, really, if you really look at your grudge in this kind of a light – and you, you sort of divvy it up and slice it down, and down. you can really see the patterns that you've been, that you've been unwittingly sometimes living by bearing grudges. So the second thing you have to do, step two, is focus on what you can do to move forward and not what you can't do. So you can't make the other person apologise or ask for your forgiveness, right? I mean, sometimes people bear grudges for a lifetime. Or the person might even be dead. Um, however, you can accept what has happened. And you can even learn to forgive the person who has wronged you. Um, this is this can be really hard for people, I think, and uh, I think this is often where we need the grace of God to help us uh, to to forgive people who have wronged us. Um, the third step is actually wishing the best for the person who has wronged you. So it's not just forgiving them, but actually approaching them with good intent.
0: Do you know what the Bible says? What Romans. 12 verse 20 on the contrary if your enemy is hungry feed him if Absolutely. he is thirsty give him something to drink in doing this you will eat, reap you will heap burning coals on his head
1: Amen. And this is exactly what this is touching upon. It's not just forgiving them and then sort of like cutting them out of your life. Like, oh, I forgive them, they'll get rid of them. You actually need to like heat burning colds. You need to feed them, you need to clothe them, you need to look after them. Um And so something that these scientists have actually suggested as a first step is to actually pray for the other person. Oh, really? This is literally what the scientists have said. I've got a story you should about pray, coming up pray the next for your enemies. People that have wronged you pray for them isn't that incredible that they've actually said this is what this is like one of the best things you could do and they said this is actually good for your inner self as well as for the other person and they said um it's a spiritual formula that actually re- works as re- um, for releasing a grudge and then the fourth and the final step is to make amends to the person you have held a grudge against when appropriate um, so you know <laughs> making amends is if you've apologized, if you, whatever wrong you've done in the equation, you know, if you were, if you were you know, messing up at work and you got fired, you know, admit that you were messing up at work and apologize for that. Um, so resentment, you know, is, it's really toxic. And one of the things that they found was that this is actually really good for mental and physical health, which is incredible. Like we need to be taking care of our mental and physical health, especially these days, you know, there's such, there's such a lot of focus on mental health and these are one of the – you can almost see it as exercises. Now, we all know that like, you know, doing squats and lifting weights and going for a run on the treadmill or around the block is good for your physical health. But I think our society is coming more into a knowledge of these sort of activities and exercises you can do to take care of your mental health and letting go of grudges and practicing forgiveness and uh, and – well wishing and praying for other people praying for your enemies is a really really great activity that you can do for your mental health so that's my good news for today if you have a grudge maybe try one of those four steps and uh, see if you can find some peace in your life
3: Like a river attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot you have taught me to say My soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trial should come, let this blessed assurance control. That Christ has regarded My helpless estate And has shed His own blood For my soul It is well With my soul It is well dwell with my soul My sin or the bliss of this glorious thought My sin not in part but the whole Yeah so e
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for our quiz, and this time I'm going to write the right one. Go on. The right word down. Go on.
1: Yeah, now you got it. It's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, second clue for our breakfast Bible quiz. Who am I? My wife's servant said I should visit the prophet in Samaria. My wife's servant said I should visit the prophet in Samaria. Give us a call if you know who that is. I have like to think that's a pretty hard one. Look, look at your smile. Well, I,
0: I wrote the second letter of the word down yeah, before yeah, the yeah. first one to I see got, if I could throw you off and then trap you into going, ah, ha, ha. Nah. and then I never managed it. Anyway.
1: Yeah, you didn't. I, got, I did Another for time. a split second get really excited that you might have it wrong.
0: <laughs> but you wrote the
1: first letter down it too quick. didn't. Anyway, fa- uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM, one 800 uh, If you can get this right, you can win a prize this morning.
0: Okay, speaking about the subject of the value of prayer, do you know what the value of prayer is, Mon? You were talking about the value of prayer. Secular science showing that praying for your enemies is a, is a uh, good thing for your mental health. An important step in healing when you Ooh, have a grudge.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is, healing. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the value of prayer, you know what the value of prayer is?
1: Uh, no. $4.36
0: each. Oh, each. So there's researchers uh, looking at the value of prayer. Um, contacted 482 survivors of Hurricane Florence. Mm-hmm. They gave them all five dollars each um, as you know, some money to alleviate suffering from Hurricane Florence. Yeah, and they had the option of either keeping it or exchanging it for a prayer from a stranger. Oh wow so they found out that for a believer the value is four dollars and thirty six cents because they just you know calculated up how much how many uh-huh. returned it for prayer and how many kept it for themselves uh, for a believer who so that 's a believer who attends church a believer who doesn't attend church three dollars and fifty four cents they also had the option of um, if they were not a believer um asking for a prayer or asking for positive thoughts, you know, because all of our politicians, oh, yeah, they say our yeah. thoughts and prayers are with you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, of course, nobody wanted positive thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I have the $5, thanks.
1: <laughs> wow, that really speaks volumes about what we really think about them, <laughs> positive
0: thoughts. <laughs> so the message is, the big message is people want actions rather than uh, words. Um, and prayers considered an action. That's right for politicians to say our thoughts and prayers are with you is actually a detriment to them. They're better mm-hmm. off not to say that. Or if they're honestly going to do that, then pray rather than just sounding hollow. And it is particularly detrimental to politicians who are known as being non-believers wow. to talk about thoughts and prayers because everyone's just like, oh, that's fake. fake mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so the message is don't be fake, be real. And uh, people do value prayer.
1: Love it, love it.
0: Anyway, anyway, anyway. Wait, 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 wait. What?
1: If someone gave you five bucks, would you have swapped it for a prayer?
0: (laughs) You know, in in the context of this uh, research, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I I think that, you know, I would look at it as this is a good opportunity to promote the importance of prayer, Uh you know, to researchers. And how much you generally believe in it. yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Even though probably everyone you know was praying for you anyway. That's right. <laughs> if you were stuck but in a hey, cyclonic situation, one extra
0: prayer. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, amen. All right, so uh, here's my positively different news for the day coming out of the world of AFL. Um, the greater- <laughs>
1: You talk about AFL. Sorry, go on. I come from Tasmania. That doesn't mean nothing. What do you mean that doesn't
0: mean anything? Except it that you're a bit weird. <laughs> you come from Western Australia. You should talk about AFL as well. I
1: know nothing about AFL.
0: Come on. So the Greater Western Sydney Giants is uh, going to be our new uh, team to follow here on Faith FM. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, is it? No. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jeremy Cameron, uh, star player for the uh, Greater Western Sydney Giants, was walking across the road with his team when he found a wallet on the ground. And so he picked it up and wrote, it, wrote a nice uh, a nice note in the wallet. Uh, let me just uh, find it here, bring it up uh, on my screen. I'll read it for you in just a moment. Um, it said, hey, brother, I found your wallet while having a kick with the boys this morning. Before we beat the pies, I hope it gets back to you. P.S. I put 50 bucks in it so you can purchase a GWS Bernie Beanie and scarf. Cheers, mate. Cameron, number 18. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I need to leave my wallet around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just a, um, you know, a random act of kindness. When have you ever got your wallet back after having lost it with extra money in it? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And, uh, it, it, it goes to show a good team spirit, which has been, you know, credited for their, um, massive winning upset on the weekend over uh over Collingwood and securing themselves a place in the grand final so congratulations to them and congratulations to them for having a good team spirit and for promoting, you know, good citizenship. So often we, fear, we hear the opposite kind of stories about our football players. And whenever we hear a positive story from our football players like this, we need to support it. Because the more we support it, the more we will see of it. Yep. And the better, it. The, the better place our world will become as a result.
1: So did he pick it up off the ground, stick the stuff in it and then put it back on the ground and then walk off?
0: No, no, he's handed it in some way. Yeah, No, no. That would be a little bit counterproductive, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, the next person picking it up may have gone, ooh, $50. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we wish them all the best for the grand final on the 28th of September. Hope their good team spirit and uh, good deeds and paying it forward will uh, put them in good stead for uh, the 28th of this month um, <clears throat> when they head into the grand final. Anyway. Uh, what else have we got happening around our world? The World Meteorological Organization has noted once again, uh, whenever it comes to weather, we break records.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We just break records all the time. Mm-hmm. Last five years has been the hottest on record. Uh, no huge surprise there. Uh, carbon dioxide has r- risen in the atmosphere at the highest rates on record. So rather than going backwards, uh, once again, as you expect, as the population of the world grows, carbon dioxide is increasing. Um, And uh, six times more ice has been lost from Antarctica than ever before. What? Yeah. Uh, The Arctic is the smallest that it has ever been.
1: Are you serious?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, sea levels have risen by five millimeters each year, whereas in the five years previously they were rising by three millimeters a year. And this is largely as the result of you know, a massive melt across Greenland, uh, which was so big during the summer this this previous summer that uh, Greenland, uh, on its own, contributed about one millimeter to the rise in um, in our oceans. So it was a measurable. Uh, impact just from ice melting in Greenland. Yeah, so big things happening in our world, our world is uh, kind of. Know, it's
1: interesting out. that, um, you know, you should bring this up because just last week I was speaking with a a, a lady who works in the travel industry and has worked in the travel industry um, for the past 30 years. And she said, there's something strange happening in our, on our planet today. Like, natural Thinking disasters. Thinking men and women. Yeah, natural disasters and.
0: Know that something great. Yeah, it's and just decisive is about to take place.
1: Exactly, that's exactly what she said. She said it's so strange. Like things are happening, but they're happening like faster, and you know, more things are happening. Um, you know, it, things are getting worse, but they're getting worse quicker. It's like less time in between each disaster. You know, for someone who works in the travel industry, you know, who's on top of like every volcano or earthquake or flood, and how that affects their industry directly, it was interesting hearing it coming from that perspective.
0: Yeah. Yep. It is to yeah, secular people thinking thinking men and women mm-hmm. of uh, yeah all classes. Anyway, uh, Paris Agreement uh, of course uh, put an aim on um, reducing temperature increases to about two degrees, and so far they've risen by three degrees, uh, which is you know that's 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 significant. Uh, of course, we had uh, a lot of people dying in the northern hemisphere. I kind of think unneedfully they just didn't, they just don't know how to drink water up there yeah, yeah. but um in, you know during the summer which uh you know the northern hemisphere it's it's a tragedy when you see so many people have died as a result of what's happening in our world and you know of course there's arguments as to whether this is cyclical there's arguments whether it's uh, human created it really doesn't matter it's a thing it's happening and we need to recognize that these kinds of things happening in our world are a sign that jesus is coming back soon and we need to do what we can, you know, because people say, oh, you know, it's just a cyclical thing, so therefore don't do anything about the environment. No, we need to, you know, there's never any, never any harm in looking after the environment in which we live, and we are given this world as stewards and as managers of this world. That's how, what God has uh, given it to us for, and we should be doing so. Yeah, 100%. You know, about a month ago, I said I hadn't put out my willy bin.
1: Oh, One really? Week.
0: Really? A month ago, I said that.
1: Yeah. Still haven't put it out. <laughs> Still not full.
0: Still haven't put it out. It's not even half full. And that's just destroying a little bit. Yeah, it's not even half full. Um, and, you know, that's, um, <clears throat> that's from just you know doing very simple things that were almost unnoticeable in our home as far as reducing waste. Uh, you, can, you can take very, very simple steps and reduce waste and do something positive for our world. We need to be doing that wherever we can.
4: love is this oh my soul oh my soul what a wondrous love is this oh my soul what a wondrous love is this that calls the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul for my soul to bear the dreadful curse for my soul. What wondrous love is this, O oh my soul, O oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, O oh my, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this that calls the Lord a bliss. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul To bear the dreadful curse for my soul When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down When I was sinking down, sinking down When I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown, Christ laid aside His crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside His crown for my soul. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing on. And when from death I'm free, I'll sing in joyful be. And through eternity I'll sing on, I'll sing on. And through eternity I'll sing on. What wondrous love is this? O my soul. love is this! What wondrous love is this? Oh, my soul. wondrous love is this! What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord, Lord this to bear the dreadful curse for my sin? For my sin to bear the dreadful curse.
0: Welcome back guys, you're listening to Faith FM We're about to get into our interview of the day But before we do, Mon's going to give us another clue for our quiz What have you got for us there Mon?
1: Okay, who am I? Breakfast Bible quiz Clue number three, I am the commander The commander, my word, sorry I'm the commander of the army of the King of Aram
0: Okay, the King of Aram, who was his general? Mm -hmm. That's a pretty random clue
1: yeah, well, I did say it was a moderately hard quiz.
0: <laughs> moderate. This is not moderate. That went from hard. moderate to hard in that one right there.
1: <laughs> if I had started with that one, would you have known?
0: Uh, no, I would not have done.
1: Oh, actually, do you know what? What? So, the producer show just reminded me the quiz has been answered. <laughs> oh, it's already been answered. <laughs> I'm so distracted by how cool this quiz is. Uh, yes, David Edmonds got the quiz right. The answer is Naham. Naiman. No, Naiman. Sorry, Naiman. Man, I got my... You're getting names backwards just... all Mon? It's Monday. Mon? Leave me Mon? alone. It's Monday. I don't want to know about it. It's Monday.
0: I want you to introduce our next uh, Ha! No. person being <laughs> no.
1: interviewed. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not going <laughs> to... Abel Iogals Lescu.
0: You're European. You should be able to pronounce this.
1: It's Abel, mate. Abel. Anyway, before we Before we go there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Before we go there, a- um, David Edmonds, who just won the quiz, right? He called up. Bless his heart. Wants to share a gratitude story, which we love to share. Um, so he's been letterboxing for the Prophetic Code. Um, just letting people in the community know that. Uh, you, oh, really? You I and, he's local, right
0: here in Ranitro. Yeah. Terrace. So you
1: and Lawson are doing this program, and he's been getting the word out. And he just wanted to let us know that he met a lady um, while he was out doing this, and she has now been attending church with him for the last two weeks so he's super happy about that so praise the Lord for that praise the Lord for uh, David and his work um, David we're going to send you the prize this morning congratulations on getting that right the na- the um, the prize, the answer of course was n- Naaman, let me get that right and uh, we'll start a new quiz in the next segment
0: Okay so joining us on the phone this morning for our interview of the day is Abel Yorgalescu. Abel welcome to the show
5: Thank you very much and good morning to both of you
0: and uh, yes, after Mon butchered your name. How
1: is that even European? It sounds African. Are you sure you're not like, from like, t- Tanzania I, or something? Well,
5: I am 100% sure it's Romanian from oh. Europe, so
1: it's your Glasgow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, yes. When you say it, it sounds European. When I say <laughs> it, it sounds real tribal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey Abel. We're super excited to have you on the show today. And I should just give a bit of an introduction to uh, who Abel is. Um, Abel is our new to ic here in the North New South Wales region of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So last week we had our new boss, Great. Um, Adrian Rathiel.
1: Thanks, Lyle. Now you tell me we're talking to the boss <laughs> after i butchered his name live on air. Now you tell me who he is.
0: <laughs> uh, Please don't fire me, Abel. <laughs> Abel, it's good to have you on the show here and we just wanted to get to know you, introduce you to the people. Um, I'm sure you'll be travelling a lot around uh, this particular region and uh, meeting with a lot of our listeners at various times. And so uh, we thought that it would be good to to have you on the show. Now, you just mentioned that your name comes from Romania. Is that where you were born?
5: Uh, That's correct. So I was born uh, many, many years ago in Romania. And uh, it was actually during the time of communism, but I was probably years old when communism collapsed, so I, I was privileged enough to, to grow up in a country that wasn't controlled by communism anymore.
0: Fantastic! Mm-hmm. Did you? Uh, were, was your were your family Christians?
5: So look, I was very privileged to uh, to have Christian parents, um, and uh, for them to grow for them to be Christians in that time of communism. Mm-hmm. It really impacted my uh, upbringing because I grew up listening to their stories, uh, the price they had to pay in order to maintain their faith in God in a uh, atheistic environment. Wow.
0: And of course, they would have lived through pretty much you know most of that uh, communist era. Were they personally impacted with persecution from the government?
5: Um, so probably the most impacted one was my maternal grandfather, uh, because he was often visited by the security and what they used to call it in Romania, the secret security and the police, and they were, you know, banning him from mentioning the name of Jesus or from distributing Christian literature, and then uh, one Friday night, when as a family, they were having a a family worship, the the police just, you know, bursted into the house and they arrested him, and uh, that was the last time when my grandma saw her husband, my mom saw her dad, my mom was a teenager at that stage, um, and uh, he was taken into prison, and he died in prison without uh, being allowed to be visited, and then he was buried without informing the family where he was buried, so, you know, the family had some scars from that type of communism.
0: Yeah, that's pretty uh, horrific, That's just you know, we, we, we struggle to even imagine... Uh, what year? What what decade would this have been taking place?
5: Yeah, so we're talking about mid '60s here uh, when uh, when that happened to my uh, my grandfather. So my mom, in a way, grew up through her teenage years without a uh, without a father figure in her home. Um, and for me, to see my mom, you know, holding on to God, even though she witnessed what had happened to her dad, was always an inspiration. And, uh, you know, growing up as a child, I had developed this, this strong faith in God, but for some reason, during my high school years, things started to, I don't know, pull me away from God for a while, and it was actually through an atheistic teacher that said to me one day, look, you claim to be a believer in God, but your life does not match up your work. And that really shook me to the core and I said, hang on a minute, I'm sending the wrong message to the people. I say one thing and I live a different life. I I better make up my mind which way I need to go so I don't confuse people. So that was a a deep time of searching and I thank God I I chose Him. Uh, And interestingly enough, later on when I came to Australia, because I was removed from, in a way, probably comfort zone of my country, removed from my culture, my families, I started once again to to question things. And it was Bible prophecy that really anchored me again in the Bible and gave me that assurance. And uh, seeing the truth of the Bible really empowered me and inspired me to, to have that willingness to share it with others.
0: That's fantastic. Can I just go back a moment to when you had that experience, when your teacher came to you and challenged you, you know, as an atheist to a Christian, uh, challenging you to live a Christian life? How old were you then?
5: Um, so, this was year nine in high school. And uh, so, basically, what happened was um, he asked me to stand because he was one of the teachers that not only was teaching us, but he was caring for us as a class uh once a week we would have one hour you know going through our progress our grades and how things are, are happening and he actually asked me to stand up coming from the class and basically said i was a, uh, a disgrace because i was bringing you know a bad reputation to his class Wow.
0: Ah, uh, see, there's, 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 one, there's one there's one in every class, isn't there, Mon? And it seems like, Abel seems like you were the one, right?
5: <laughs> I was the one. And look, to some extent, you know, being childish at that, at that stage, you know, my friends were in a way proud of me for what was happening then. But I was hardly disappointed that I had brought shame upon God because of my behavior, because they knew I was a Christian. And yeah. that's when I, I really started to, to search my heart and allow God to search me and, and guide me. And just to actually finish off this story with a positive uh, illustration was that two years later, the same teacher uh, observed the transformation that God has worked in my life. And he said, I wish every student were like you now.
0: Wow. Oh, praise wow. God. That's an awesome testimony. That's testament. a change of power, and I, I, really,
5: I really praise God that the same teacher was able to see the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, and also my classmates. So after that, I um, I made a, a public confession of my faith in Jesus through baptism, and I invited all my uh, my classmates, and some of them had idea of Christianity. Um, uh, a lot of them were familiar with the Orthodox faith, which is very uh, probably big in Romania, but they have never seen an, um, probably an adult, not so much an adult like, you know, at that age, I was 17 when I was got baptized.
0: So I never uh, witnessed a baptism like that. Yeah, that's, that's that's amazing. Now, you mentioned the Orthodox faith being very strong in Romania. Um, what about, We're Seventh-day Adventists here on Faith FM. Is uh, our Seventh-day Avenue significant in Romania? Look, um, actually, once uh, so the Seventh-day Adventist church existed
5: during um, communism, but it, it really grew significantly... In, uh, in Romania after communism collapsed to the point that is the, the largest in Europe. Uh, I think it has about 75,000
0: uh, members. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, good news. Um, now, Abel, you've just... Uh, oh, no, before I come there, um, I want to ask, how did you end up coming to Australia? You're ministering here in Australia now. How did that happen?
5: Man, you see, when you fall in love, you don't really choose where you go.
0: <laughs> my, my wife well. is uh, producing the show here at the moment. I think she probably relates, but uh, tell us the story.
5: So uh, my, my wife, her name is Liana. So she, is actually, she was born in Romania, uh, but her dad uh, escaped communism, and he was the
2: first one to immigrate to Australia, and then he brought his family here.
5: Um, so even though my wife was born in Romania, she basically, from the age of two years old, she grew up in Australia.
0: So how and, did you uh, meet? If she's here in Australia and you're back in Romania, how do you guys meet? That's a long way, a long distance.
5: Yeah, have you guys heard of the uh, internet?
0: <laughs> well done, Abel. It does,
5: um, it, it does wonders. You know, you just communicate. It doesn't matter where you are. But it was, you know, we were chatting, you know, on on emails and we said, you know, this is awesome, but, you know, we've got this whole, you know, great gulf between us, this distance. So this was a journey of faith for us because we said, "Um, God, you know, should we, you know, go forward in this relationship? We would like your guidance and blessing in this. So we took a day to actually fast and pray in seeking God's uh, guidance. In making the right decision for the future of our relationship, um, and after we did that, we uh, we both felt um, that we wants us to move forward together.
0: Fantastic! Uh, oops, my this disappeared. There, I go. I'm back again. Couple of uh, little technical challenges that we have here that we're still ironing out a few bugs in our uh, in our new location. Now, Abel, you've just been uh, you've just you, you you've just come come back. I mean, when you were, were appointed as two uh, IC here in the North New South Wales region, you weren't even in the country. Whereabouts were you, and what were you doing? So um, I was blessed to be part of
5: a team that went to uh, Mongolia to be able to share the gospel with uh, the people there in a town called Wollongong. Um,
0: There's a town uh, called Wollongong in Mongolia.
5: Wollongong, yeah. It's actually northwest. It's the closest to Russia, you know, to the Siberian tundra, all that aspect there. Um, If you were to take the bus, which we didn't, but if you were to take the bus from the capital city of Mongolia to that uh, town, it would be 23 hours in the bus.
0: Oh, my, that's quite a road trip.
5: Yeah, so I said um, no to that, and I uh, decided to to fly. But, you know, Mongolia was the first time. Uh, Hospitality is is great. Uh, But it was, you know, just really interesting to connect with those people that come from a very strong Buddhist background. Uh, You know, that is the most popular religion in Mongolia. And uh, presenting the gospel to people like that, it was inspiring, you know. Uh, people coming to us after the presentation and, and say to us, teach us to pray uh, to the God of the Bible. Uh, because they have come to, to understand, uh, you know, the biblical uh, truth, the reality of Jesus Christ. The fact that we have a God that not only created us, but redeemed us from sin. Um, and as we are sharing the messages, uh, we got to a point when we presented uh, the events that are happening in the world today, and what we call them "last day events," uh, the signs of the return of Jesus Christ. And you could see their eyes just open, and everything was clicking, and the Spirit of God was really working on their hearts. And you know, they were asking for Bibles, and and God really blessed because when we presented the idea of baptism, the act of um, you know being willing to confess your faith in Jesus, but also a desire to be forgiven, to be cleansed from your sins and have a new start in life. Uh, we had 10 people making that public statement.
0: Praise God. That's fantastic. Awesome news. And is Christianity um, a big thing in Mongolia or not?
5: No, no, it's, uh, it's one of the, the minorities, very, very small percentage. Uh, I should mention that, you know, one, once we, probably the first few days when we arrived there, uh, people were wondering you know what are we doing you know they were quite suspicious but we believe we brought a, a holistic approach to life because God God is not only just into your faith he, Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundant So we we had a number of health presentations a uh, focus on the new start principles uh, we had a team of dentists uh, caring for the people, we had a, a short presentation of the depression and recovery, sorry, depression and anxiety recovery program, and we also uh, went to visit with the hospital uh, managers in that town to to find out ways in which we can partner with them and help the community because eventually we want that community to be a better place because of our presence.
0: Mm, absolutely. Abel, it's been fantastic to have you on the show this morning, and it's been awesome to get to know a little bit more about who you are and the kind of things that you do. We look forward to uh, hearing a lot more of you in this part of the world, and if you are listening uh, around Australia and other regions, I'm sure that you'll be hearing more from Abel Yorgalescu here as well. We're going to move on with the show right now. You're You're listening, thank you, yeah, uh, Abel, you're listening to uh, Faith FM. It's
6: okay to grow.
0: That was awesome, mate. Thank you.
6: It's okay to grow. It's okay to scrape your knee on the pavement to rise and fall, to try once more. It's okay to grow. To learn as you go Don't He's begun for in him I grow.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively
6: different radio. I came to church a beggar and found I have a savior. Anna Beedon
2: Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event As two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters Come together in concert October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church Call 0413-122-348 Now to book your seat